Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. Let's return to the dark side of force. Sharon. What you up to? Uh, tripping, doing the radio station in my head. <laughs> yeah, what's the radio station playing? What's it called? Playing. Um, oh, what's, what's it playing right now? It's playing, uh, uh, ending the show with a bunch of uh, sets of uh, 70s glam. <laughs> So it's like, uh, would be bands like, uh, like all the first bands with makeup. <laughs> so you got, you know, like your Kiss, your Cheap Trick, your Queen, your Alice Cooper, your, uh, uh, The Sweet, The Slade, David Bowie, Rod Stewart. Well, I don't know if he wore the makeup or not. I think he did, but I don't, I don't know. I wasn't, nobody has told me what he looked like when he was on stage, uh, in the, in the early 70s. Uh, the Moves, uh, Roxy Music, New York Dolls, David Essex, uh, what else? Uh, T-Rex, uh, the Raspberries, uh, the, who else would count that? Uh, let's see. Uh, Roxy Music, oh, Lou Reed, his After Velvet Underground stuff, his, uh, and I guess stuff from 72, mostly just the stuff from the 1972 album, because most of his other stuff was, most of the 70s, the other stuff, outside of the 1972 album, I think most of it was more just, more, I don't know, just, uh, do, and the quality, I don't know what you'd call what he did in the 70s after the, like the Berlin album was more kind of quality kind of music. The Metal Machine music album, which is my favorite Lou Reed album ever, is noisy, it's like noisy, grungy, instrumental, just mostly noisy feedback, like voter noisy feedback. That was like the that was before he whisked out and apologized for making the album, which I think was the, and from the rest of his time on, he was just trying to, trying to do stuff that would make more money. But, uh, was, uh, I don't know, I think who else would he have, uh, Gary Glitter, Susie Quattro, uh, Fanny, uh, Silverhead and a bunch of rare British bands and a bunch of rare albums that nobody's ever heard of, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Chaos giving us the music history. Kind of. We kind of choose the version of that. I was chatting with uh, my my pink and blonde haired girl earlier this morning 
Yeah, just giving her an update and shit, you know. But otherwise, it's been a boring day. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, uh, for me, like, for me in general, like, uh, only thing that doesn't bore the shit out of me now is, is, uh, is listening to porn and, and rock music, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else just bores the shit out of me, <laughs> including our own show. <laughs> yeah. Except for that one show where, where we had, uh, I'm trying to remember what's that dude's girlfriend, uh, that one oh, dude's Jack girlfriend and was, uh, Jack. Yeah, what? Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's girlfriend. That, that was the only interesting show we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't get out. <laughs> oh, it didn't get out? Oh, damn it. Yeah, the only didn't... interesting thing we did never even got in the show. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, my internet cut out on that one. But then I'm, I'm still buzzed, so everything's still interesting. So now today hasn't been a boring day, because I've been buzzed all day, and, you know. Been, uh, <laughs> still buzzed from yesterday, so I'm, I'm still, uh, everything still seems interesting to me. Even, you know, conversations seem interesting, everything seems interesting to me, so what the hell. <laughs> Yeah, but you ready to dive into the news again? Yeah, let's dive into the news. Alright, we're going to start off this day with some more stories that I say copied and pasted yesterday. Ah, okay. Uh, the Grace Church School in NoHo, which offers academic courses for... Oh, my sister texted me. Yeah. NoHo, which offers academic courses for kindergarten through 12th grade, 
issued a 12-page guide to students and staff explaining the school's mission of inclusivity. Well, inclusivity. Okay. New York City School encourages kids to stop using words like mom, dad, and inclusive language. Guide Manhattan. And what's that school called? The Grace Church School in NoHo. Okay. So is this North Hollywood? No, this is New York City. New York City. Okay. So this must be like some, like, more liberal Christian church. Definitely traditional Christianity would not be pushing this. So. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's, as much as, is, uh, okay, I'm down with whatever Lucifer's message for the self-righteous people is, you know, for if they want to, you know, whatever makes them feel good about themselves and gives them a good trip and they, they can say they're good people, you know, just like, uh, I don't know, I mean, I look at the days when I was kind of more of a Boy Scout, uh, I shouldn't say Boy Scouts, not a good word. Do, do good or activist. You know, use the word that's more the hypnotism cue or whatever. But uh, when I was more of a do good or activist, uh, and I was, now when I look at it, it was pretty self righteous, you know, like, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, I, you know, was able to have a good, a good trip with a self righteous trip, because, at that point, I still hadn't have uh, gotten to the point, you know, whatever evil stuff I'd done hadn't been to the point of where it would be, you know, it would have given me a bad trip or whatever, but uh, it's, you know, whatever, the, the consequences of it hadn't come come down yet or whatever, but, uh, but it's like... Uh, I don't know, so, you know, if you, if you feel good with that, all right, but as someone who thinks political correctness is stupid, when you go through this thing of you can't say words like mom and dad, that's like, it's just getting completely crazy and ridiculous that little simple words are, like, being discouraged and you're supposed to use these other terms. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, you can't use parents. You have to use stuff like female caregiver or some bullshit like that. Yeah, that's just weird. It's like too many people are getting offended by too much stuff and it's just like too ridiculous. But okay, so what else does it say? Oh, that was the basic gist. Okay, well... That comes under the heading of political correctness is stupid. Okay. <laughs> and then we should, like, go more in-depth into the AR-15 gun ban that we started talking about yesterday. No, oh, the law. Yeah, okay, so what is the... Okay, so they're totally making AR-15s illegal. If this law passes, it would make AR-15s illegal. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a bad thing for those of us that want us to be able to have a level playing field of fighting the cops and the National Guard that are in Washington, D.C. now. Um, you know, 
the, the average citizen should be able to have the same firepower that the cops and the National Guard have. Otherwise, this is just a recipe for forcing tyranny on the whole population. And then they can do make you do anything at the point of a gun, and you can't do anything because you don't have the firepower to fight against them. I mean, the average citizen should be able to have whatever type of guns that the cops and the National Guard have. Because if they're going to use it to oppress us, we need to be able to fight against the cops and the National Guard. Yeah, but there's an easily makeable part that could make a fully, well, a, a automatic firearm, a semi-automatic or an automatic. Like, you can easily jerry-rig your gun to do that. But, I mean, I look at, like, countries like England, where people have to make old-style, like, flintlock type of shit if they want to make a gun. And... In those countries, look at what's happening in England. The way that they are arresting people for getting a goddamn cup of coffee. And nobody can, like, get guns and fight the cops when they're trying to push this bullshit on them. You know, like in England, somebody should have been able to point a gun at the cop when they're, you know, the woman should have been able to point a gun at the cop when, when he's trying to arrest her for drinking a cup of coffee on a goddamn park bench. <laughs> The same type of gun that whatever the cops have, you know? So, we need to fight to stop this shit from happening, whatever. We, we, we need to be against this. And it sucks! Like, the, the, the House voted on this, and I didn't even know that the House was voting on it. I mean, really, really sucks that... that uh, I mean, I just see us just losing our freedom really fast and the media not telling us anything before the vote happens. And yeah, they just, just like, passing shit and then, you know, like, oh, we passed this. You know. Yeah, and then we're screwed and we didn't even know they were voting on it. Mm-hmm. And then it says, Democrats frequently use the term domestic terrorism to refer to the actions of groups associated with a mob of President Donald Trump supporters who fought police to break into the Capitol and disrupt the certification of President Biden's election victory. Okay, I I don't know if I'd call it that. I don't know. If it's the, I don't know. It, it's kind of. I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't, I don't know. What you, I don't know what I call that because I don't know. Uh, but the Democrats are going to make anybody that fights against the socialism they're trying to push considered terrorists. You know, that's why they're trying to give us this fake hope. Because they know we're pissed. I'm pissed. I mean, I'm thinking, it's been a year that they've fucked us up, and now the year anniversary of when they're fucking everything up, they're trying to give us this fake op optimism. I mean, I, mean, I like, really thought it seriously last night, like when... I woke up and I'm in my own perception and I'm like going, okay, what's really going on here? And I'm like, this optimism that I was dumb enough to kind of placate and say, oh, there might be some optimism and then I can do what I want to do. It's like, this isn't real optimism. They're just trying to make us feel optimistic, get a bunch of people to get the biological warfare, get, get themselves killed, and to uh, make us not be so angry at the one-year anniversary of when we lost our freedom. And 
we know it's like we know they're gonna shut things down at least like three weeks after Easter. They're gonna find a reason to shut everything down again. And yeah, I so, think like, it's gonna be like to, I think it's gonna what? be that they're gonna say that people are refusing to get the vaccine because I think a lot of people are gonna refuse to get it. Could be, could be, but I mean, I think that since they're saying they're gonna open things up this week here in California, in LA, uh, not really, you know, they're, they're taking us from the most restrictive tier to the second most restrictive tier. And, uh, you know, every time they've done this before, which I think this has been done through two times already, from my memory. There's been two times that everything was optimistic and they're saying they're opening it up and then eventually things got shut down. And it's like, they're doing it again and they're trying to make everybody feel optimistic, but they're really pushing the optimism now. Like, they're really trying to make everybody, oh, this is going to be over soon. And, and it's just because it's the one year anniversary of when we lost our freedom and they don't want people to get pissed off and, and start a real riot for a real reason. You know, and start a real war for a real reason. And, uh, they know people, you know, people like me, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off at, at this, how good the media's been at bullshitting everybody into, uh, going along with this shit. I mean, even with people that are like Trump supporters that are saying, uh, um, I'm thinking of some people I know that are Trump supporters that are saying that this shit's bullshit, but yet they're still going along with, with enough of it. You know, but... And it's like... It's kind of... Uh, and it's just... Everybody's just going along with this shit, and it's just... it's I'm pissed off! I'm pissed off that simple shit that's like with nothing worth living for you can't even do and we're supposed to live for a tinier and tinier amount of, of like good experiences and, and they're, they're telling us what's you know and, and I want to live in the fantasy world I, I'm, I'm trying to stay in the fantasy world because you know I've got the buzz going but logically the logic shit is still in my head and logically we're losing a lot, you know, we're, we're, what they're telling us that we're supposed to be living for isn't really worth living for, and that the circumstances are getting worse than us to live for less and less of good experiences that we're able to have is really pissing the shit, you know, just pissing me off, you know, plus Joe Biden taking away our, our men's due process, at least for college students that are accused of being raped, of raping somebody. It's like all this, there's all this together is just making me pissed. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to be apathetic right now, but it's just, when I look at it logically, there's less and less to live for the longer this, this government lockdown goes on. And it's just like, damn, this is, this is crazy. But okay, so if they're able to take our guns away, this is this is fucked up. But okay, the 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 story we were just reading was what what was the story again? I think I might have sidetracked, or I don't know if I'm. 
right on with the story or not. Nah, uh, you were on. Uh, oh, domestic on terrorism. Domestic terrorism. Yeah. You know, it's like they're trying to make damn. They're trying to clamp down on everybody that's fighting against the socialism and against the, the current conditions that the Democrats in, have created here in the country. And uh, they're going to. They're really just using the term, throwing around the term domestic terrorist to, and making it so that there's a huge amount of things, even, you know, people that were being peaceful that are considered domestic terrorists because they're saying the wrong shit or whatever. And it's like, you know, us doing the show could be considered domestic terrorism under their white umbrella of what domestic terrorism is. Yeah, but and we don't uh, claim to be, like, uh, Trump supporters, though. Yeah, no, but... I'm not a Trump supporter, you know, but yeah, even those two, like, the Trump supporters are the most normal, you know, supposedly... I mean, I guess they're not so much now law and order people, but they're the most, you know, normal believers in government, believers in law and order and all this shit, supposedly, although they're not so much that now. But, you know, that, that, that they're, they're, they're lumping in the Trump supporters with the, uh, like, Patriot Movement people, and they're lumping them in with, uh, neo-Nazis and white supremacists. And those are all different groups. And it, it's like... They're just making it too easy to put too many people in jail at one time for whatever, because the Democrats don't want anybody fighting their socialism. And that they want to take away everybody's freedom and to make sure that nobody can fight against their, what, the socialism they're pushing on us. And that nobody can fight against their, their, their tyranny of locking everything up and forcing everybody to be six feet away from each other and forcing everybody to be a mask, to wear a mask. They're trying to make sure that nobody can fight any of this shit. And they're, you know, by, by widening the umbrella of what domestic terrorism is. <laughs> but anyway, let's go back to what the article was saying. Uh, the bill introduced by Diane Feinstein and Richard Blumenthal uh, introduce... Okay, Richard Blue, okay, Diane Feinstein, of course Diane Feinstein would, would inter introduce this bill. And, and what's the bill called, or what's it, is this a gun ban, or what, what kind of bill is this? This is, uh... Assault Weapons is Ban of bill. 2021. Say again? Assault Weapons Ban of 2021. Okay, so this, and this is, is this a Senate bill or a House bill? Senate. Okay, so it's the Senate bill. So this is the Senate version of what the House passed. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then... Do they say when they're planning on voting it, or do they even think they can get it to 
to be voted on at all. <laughs> the bill introduced Thursday faces long odds in the evenly split Senate, where 60 votes usually are required for bills. A companion bill introduced in the Democratic-held House by Representative David Cicilline could have a better chance in the lower chamber. Okay. So, I guess there's two bills. Is this in the House or the... Is this other bill a Senate bill also? No, I'm, I'm just going to probably just go somewhere else. But you need to go to the Well, the the companion bill was introduced in the House. Okay, but that one passed already, didn't it? Or is this a different bill that they're also going to try to vote on? It's a different bill they're going to try and vote on. Okay, so what is... Okay, I guess we got to find out what does this Senate bill do and what does this House bill do? And if the House bill passes, will they be able to make this law? That's another question. Yeah, it says... You know, other House bill passes, will they be able to make it law? Yeah, it says proposals to ban guns typically result in gun owners rushing to buy more of them. AR-15s are popular among gun rights advocates, including for self-defense, but also are a weapon of choice for mass shootings. There are an estimated 10 million to 20 million legally owned AR-15s and similar weapons in the U.S. Feinstein's bill exempts from the banned weapons purchased before the hypothetical enactment date, though it also proposes a voluntary buyback program. The bill bans by name more than 200 gun types, including AR-15 style, AK-47, and Uzi models. A fact sheet distributed by Feinstein's office points out that semi-automatic rifles were used to commit notable massacres, including the 2012 slaughter of 27 at an elementary school in Newton, Connecticut, I believe that is, C-O-N-N. Newtown, Connecticut. The killing of 17 at a high school in Parkland, Florida in 2018. And the mass murder of 58 at the 2017 country music concert in Las Vegas. Thousands of demonstrators outside the Morristown Hall with protesters holding up signs saying ban assault rifles during the March for Our Lives in Morristown, New Jersey on March 24, 2018. Corbs via Getty Images. Passed to... House Democrats on Thursday passed two narrower gun control bills that would restrict private sales of guns without federal background checks and expand the window for feds to vet buyers from the three to ten days. So we actually covered that earlier. Okay, was was this new House bill that they were just talking were just talking about also passed? 
Uh, yeah, because that was the um one for expanding the background checks. We talked about that. Well, I know that one, but was the one that they said uh, we started by Sicily or whatever. Because uh, that one passed. Uh, yeah. Okay, so his one already passed. Yeah, but like it hasn't passed like uh, the the yeah the Senate. Okay, so the only Senate bill was the Diane Feinstein and uh, Blumenthal uh, bill. Yeah. Okay, so we just gotta hope that the Republicans can stop this from even being voted on. I mean, that's one thing that the Republicans are good at, is uh, keeping our right to bear arms. Yeah, the bills passed mostly along party lines are likely to be defeated in the Senate where Republicans hold 50 seats. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has vowed to take the legislation up in the Democrat-controlled Senate. In the past, when we when they sent it over to us last time, it went into former Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's legislative graveyard. The legislative graveyard is over. The HRA will be on the floor of the Senate, and we will see where everybody stands. No more hopes and prayers, thoughts and prayers. A vote is what we need, a vote, not thoughts and prayers, he said, referencing the well wishes many offer in response to mass shootings. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, this is, again, in, in their, this is just making sure that, that the citizens don't have the level playing field that the cops, you know, that the cops can outarm the citizens every time, and that's, you know, while the cops get more militarized, they want to make sure the citizens can't do anything. You know, especially if the if the laws get as draconian as they're getting now under this uh, government lockdown that we're in. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got to I hope the press is going to cover when this bill gets voted on. They never do, and we always find out too late. And it just sucks that we always find out too late before a bill gets voted on, and then we're screwed. But I'm, I'm hoping somebody in the press will cover this more so that we know when they're planning on voting on this bill. Or when it looks like they're about to vote on it. Yeah. And then uh, the next story is Capitol riot suspects held in D.C. are in restrictive housing. All right. So they're, they're giving them the highest punishment. Okay, so yeah, let's go into this. Yeah, district says. Like when <laughs> yeah, district says an attorney for one of the suspects said the move could lead to a perception that the alleged rioters are being punished for political reasons. Well, they are being punished for political. It's obviously political reasons. You can't pretend that it's not. This is definitely political, and it's definitely even like. A Democrats versus Republican thing. This is punishing anybody that's not going on with the political actions of the Democrats in the government lockdown and the socialism that they're creating, forcing us to be reliant on the government to, for everything because they locked everything down and shut everything down and, and 
literally single-handedly taken away our freedom. And a bunch of Republicans have gone along with it, too. This is very political. Yeah, it says all... You can't say it, isn't it? Yeah, it says all suspects detained in Washington, D.C. on charges stemming from the January 6th siege of the Capitol are being treated as maximum security prisoners are and are held in restrictive housing, district officials revealed this week. Yeah. During a hearing in the case of Lisa Eisenhart, who has been held in pre-trial detention for weeks, District of Columbia officials told U.S. District Court Judge Royce Lambert, that this determination was meant to protect capital riot suspects from potential altercations in the general prison population. It's unclear how many of the alleged participants in the capital siege are currently being held in the D.C. jail. Hmm. I don't know. Do they really think that there's that many people in the jail that care that heavily about this, this craft between the Republicans and the Democrats? I doubt it. I doubt it either. That's the, I think that's a really bullshit reason they're giving for putting them in the most restrictive housing. Is there more to this? Yeah. Eisenhart, who is facing charges for storming the Capitol with her son Eric Munchell, who donned tactical gear and wielded zip ties in the Capitol, had pleaded with Lambert to order the jail to put her in a less restrictive environment. Her attorney, Gregory Smith, said Eisenhart has essentially been held in solitary confinement and urged Lambert to transfer her to another prison facility that might allow for less restrictive conditions. Wow. This is sad. This is This is sad. Yeah, a magistrate judge in Tennessee previously ordered the release of Eisenhart and her son pending trial, but Lamberth reversed that decision, ruling that the pair were too dangerous to remain home as they await further action in their cases. Both Eisenhart and Munchell have appealed that decision, asking the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals to release them. Okay, what are they accused of? Well, they stormed the Capitol, you know. They just ran in there. Her son had zip ties. Okay. What was the zip tie to, to what, tie up the cops or whatever? I guess. Okay, and what did she do? Did she have anything on her? No, she didn't. Okay, so the son is the one they probably think is the most dangerous. But she came with a money yeah, so I don't know. This is, but again, they're, they're, this is just very political and very scary. Very sad.
Sorry, I'm looking through the looking through my notes. Okay. Damn, you put notes on this on everything. Well, just Google Docs, you know. Okay. It says, Mancho, her son be, in particular, became a high-profile symbol of the January 6th insurrection. Though he hasn't been accused of committing any violence, the image of him with a gator, well, a G-A-I-T-E-R, covering his face, hoping, while well, hopping a guardrail in the Senate chamber, chamber and zip ties visible at the ready, Captured the fear among many in the building that that day that the violent riots could have taken a much darker turn. Okay. Smith said the yeah, housing. Like a uh, Smith yeah, said, the housing determination seemed intended to punish capital riot suspects without consideration of the individual charges they faced in that move, he said, could lead to a perception that the alleged writers were being punished for political reasons. Yeah, they're definitely being punished for political reasons. I mean, I don't think you can say that it's anything else but that. <clears throat> but anyway, let me, uh, let me try to deal with the, let me, uh, can you hold for like a minute? Yeah.
It says, uh, Miss Eisenhart's own confidant and son, well, co-defendant and son, appeared to be already placed into the general population at the D.C. jail. Smith said in a filing with the court last week, while Miss Eisenhart remained under harsh restrictions requiring her shackling whenever she was allowed to step outside her cell, which also only occurred during five hours per week. Now, why would she be under more restrictions than the other dude? Because the other dude, I, you know, since he had the zip ties, you'd think would be considered more dangerous than her. Yeah, that's true. I think, like, she's, like, a scapegoat in this situation. Yeah, definitely she is. Yeah, Smith, who said Eisenhart was getting less than one hour of exercise per day, said Eisenhart was briefly moved into the prison's general population. But that change was revoked after prison officials told her it was an error. In the general population, she could shower whenever she wanted, she could wash clothes whenever she wanted, she could heat up food that had gotten cold, she could visit a library with far more books and begin legal research. Smith said she got her first good night's sleep since arriving, as the cells in the general population area are far warmer than her previous cell, where the temperature appears to be about 55 degrees Fahrenheit. And perhaps most importantly, she was able to, for the first time in weeks to interact and talk with other human beings who were not assigned to monitor her movements. Oh, yeah, that's a, that, I wasn't thinking of that. Yeah, but I, mean, I wasn't thinking of that. It doesn't matter. I don't care about that. Okay. Um, okay, where am I? Okay, but yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, this is sad. It's, it's like... Here's, uh... I mean, one another thing I think that's happening here is that they're trying to keep her from being able to 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 uh, research her case and to to be able to fight her own case yeah. by putting her in the most more restrictive uh, tier two. And then she's constantly in you know solitary confinement. That's not good for her mental health. Yeah, no, that's not good for. A lot of people's mental health, but, like, I was, uh, and I remember when I was, uh, I went to, uh, jail, uh, when I was sitting in, in front of the bulldozer at the Bayona Wetlands, and, uh, I chose to go into solitary, because I thought, like, I was just really scared of being in jail, you know, because I just wasn't used to that, and, uh. Yeah, it was it was cold there. I was like, and it was summertime, and I was freezing in the thing. I was lucky that that I was able to keep my jacket, and that they didn't take my jacket away from me. That was like the one thing that saved me, is I was able to keep wear the light jacket pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, Lambert rejected the notion of disparate treatment ruling Thursday that he had no power to intervene in the D.C. jail's classification decisions unless they're so irrational that it warrants his involvement. 
In this case, he said the city government's decision to segregate riot suspects has a rational basis, safety, and is being applied uniformly, he noted. Well, it's already been shown that it's not being uniformly fucking done. Okay, well, no, in their mind, because this is, really, this is government people. This is jail people now. This is, you know, prison guards. So, in their reasoning, it is uniformly, because it's basically everybody that was in the capital insurrection is being treated the same. Like, that's their logic. Well, that's like typical prison guard logic. You know, typical logic of, like, people that ran concentration camps. I'm sure the people that ran Auschwitz, like, did the same thing to anybody that resisted the Nazis. You know? I'm sure the people that ran the gulags in, in the Soviet Union did the same similar systematic things uh, to anybody that resisted communism. Yeah. Oh, and then a distributor of spironolactone recalled for four lots sold nationwide in reaction to a packaging mistake that endangered user of the blood pressure medication. Now, what, what was it mistaken with? Uh, prepackaged bottles labeled spironolactone 50 milligrams may contain spironolactone 25 milligram tablets. And prepackaged. Okay, so they got. They, so they got, got a heavier the, dosage than what they're used to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're either sense. too high or too low. Okay, so people either got too much of the medicine that than what they needed, or too little of it. Yeah. So either way, it could have been deadly, probably for. Either way, like if you didn't, if you needed the blood pressure medicine and you couldn't get it, then that could have been deadly. And if you didn't want to take that much of it and couldn't handle it, then that would be also uh, deadly if your blood pressure got too low, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, but I'll have to, let me double check, I'm probably going to have to do some more research on Yahoo, well, on NPR, and then come back to you with the, what I got. Okay. Let me see if, uh, this shit's working. Well, they haven't come yet to repair your thing yet, have they? No, they didn't. Okay, so it's probably still working as bad as it was before, I'm imagining. Yeah, my dad is just not cooperating. I'll call you back once I've done some research. Okay, we cool. All right, peace. All right, peace.
All right, everybody, we will be back shortly. We only got 48 minutes down. So we got 12 minutes left to go before we have to start another segment. But yeah, we'll be back.